here's how you win at this game. About to put y'all on. Now, I'm not the person that's going to tell you this all the time. You got to hold a company for 20 years. I'm not that person. I honestly think that's the lame way out. I'm going to keep it real with you. That's like the weatherman saying this to you. It's going to rain. Well, when is it going to rain? One day this month. I don't know. What? You're the weatherman. When is going to rain one day this year? It's going to rain one day this year. What you mean it's going to rain? Like, I need some specifics. All right, so here's what I want to tell you. For me, I feel like you should hold a stock at least anywhere from two to five years should be your holding period. Because, one, first of all, one year allows you to do what? Get into beat capital gains tax. One year in a day. One year in a day helps you beat capital gains tax. But Peter Lynch told us great stocks don't really start performing well till year two and three. I'm following the Peter Lynch method. Now, here's what I will say. After year three, you can trim some of the profit and move it somewhere else. Because at this point, it should be returning for you how you want. I'm not about to tell you you got to hold a stock for 20 years, bro. That's the easy way out. You want everything to be a Roth IRA? Everything ain't got to be a Roth IRA, fam. Stop letting people tell you that, man. Right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But don't let that be like the hold a stock for 20 years. Man, shut up. All right. So let's look at it. Let's look at it. You have a 46% chance of losing if you hold a stock for one day. 46% chance. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You have a... The, your, lose, your, your loss goes down to 38% if you hold it for one month. Watch this. Watch this. The percentage goes down to 33% if you hold it for one year, one quarter. Watch this. It goes down to 27% if you hold it for one year. I want you to understand something. Your per loss goes down. Why? Because the market is a what mechanism? Forward looking. So the longer you hold it, the more you give the stock time to perform. Let's go a little further. Three years, you go from 46% to a 17% chance of losing money just by holding the stock three years. Now, I'm going to say this to everybody in here. If you can't hold a stock for three years, you don't need to be investing. I'm going to just keep it real. Some of y'all got money that been sitting in the savings. Y'all been playing with that same five, $10,000 for three years in your savings account. You take out $2,000, it go to $8,000, you spend it, you put it back. You've you been doing that for three years already. You keep playing with the same thing. I can't go under, I can't go under 8000 I know you've been, ask me how I know. I was there before. I can't go under 5000 I go under 5000 I feel, I feel some type of way. So you get the 5000 then, then you try to save everything back up to get the 10000 again. Right? Then you spend the 5000 I can't get under 5000 There's an area in your savings account where you feel like you in the red. Whatever that number may be. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm in a bind, Nate. <laughs> My mother. There's a number in your bank account where you get to that number, you be like, ah, I can't do that. I ain't, I ain't buying nothing. Everybody got that number. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care where you are in your life. You got that number, right? Now, check it out. From there, we go to five years. From five years, you go down 11%. And this is why I say you got to be willing to hold from three to five years. Here's why. 
because from three to five years isn't that big of a difference. It's 6%. But from one day to three years is a huge difference. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I say three years. That's why I say three years. From three to five is not that big of a difference. Now, from three to 10 is a big difference. You with me? So I'm telling you, you got to at least be willing to hold a stock for three years if you plan a game. This, for me, this is short term, mid, this midterm right here. Three years. We got to be willing to do that. Everybody say three years in the chat. God, damn, we were teachers just now. Jose, we were teachers just now. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to price targets. God, now check this out. A 94% chance of success if you hold a stock for 10 years. I'm not mad at you holding a stock for 10 years. All right, so Citibank just gave us some price targets. They said online advertising, Facebook is a buy. They give it a price target. Remember last week's word was price target of $168, okay? They said that Amazon is a buy with a price target of $145. They said DoorDash is a buy with a price target of $100. They're saying that Airbnb is a buy at $140. Morgan Stanley came in today and said that Microsoft is their 2023 stock pick of the year. All right? So price targets meaning they're saying that this is what the price that the stock will be. Now, here's what happens. Depending on now, and then they give us a price range. They give us a range. So they're saying in 2023, this is what the stock will get up to. Now, they basing that on Current, the market is what? Forward-looking mechanism. It's forward-looking. So they're basing on what they see right now, what the company is doing, and what they think it can do moving forward. All right, let's go, man. God damn, we cooking tonight. I told you it's going to be one of the episodes. All right, so let's look at the richest men in the world right quick, man. This is important for us to look at. Uh, and I told y'all this. This dude, Bernard Arnault, man, he's special. He's special. Here's why he's special. Everybody on here, I'm on, let me go back. Six of the people on here actually have tech companies. This dude sells luxury goods, bruh. This dude sells luxury goods, bruh. This dude sell luxury goods. Meaning he's selling you Louis Vuitton bags, he's selling you Hennessy for all my, for all my, you know, that Hennessy, and that Hennessy don't help. Y'all remember Pac said, and that Hennessy, and <laughs> Pac put us on the hen, right, and that Hennessy, right? He's selling us Clico, right? That's for, that's for my, when you get on a yacht and you pop a bottle, you pop a bottle of Clico, boop. All right, that's all my yacht people. All right, he's selling you. <laughs> what the dude sell Instagram? Bessalagas. He sell. <laughs> he's selling you Bessalagas. He's selling you Bessalagas. <laughs> he's selling you all I wear is Bessalagas. I cut the grass in Bessalagas. 
Yeah. <laughs> Look what just came in. Some more best lagers. Stop. <laughs> Right? But check it. You're talking about Elon Musk, car company. You know, you know, you can debate if that's a technology company. Jeff B. Bezos, technology company. Uh, 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 Larry Ellison, technology company. Steve Ballmer, technology company. Larry Page, technology company. Right? Bill Gates used to have a technology company, but he still has a lot of stock in Microsoft. Everybody else will do different things. Warren Buffett, he's all over the place. This dude sells luxury goods. But here's the dope part, what I like about him. 60% of his wealth is in LVMH stock. Like everybody else up here, everybody on this page that we're looking at, their wealth, majority of their wealth, we talking 50% or more, is in some form of stock. Up here. Now, here's the gangster part about it. What I like about him is this. Not only is it in stock, but it's in holding companies and trust. We talked about that. It's in holding companies and trust. So that means it's protected. It's easily passed on. And that's what we like. We want to put our wealth in situations where it's easily passed on. We're going to laugh, we're going to joke, we're going to have fun on him, but at the same time, we're going to teach, y'all. That's the goal. All right, let's go, man. Let's go, man. All right, moving forward, man. Bet on the consumer for the recession. So here's what I like to say. You know, we always talk about this, man. America is a what? Consumer-based economy. Right? America is a consumer-based economy. So what that means is if the consumer is strong, America thrives. When the consumer is weak, America fails. Here's what we learned. We learned that even in a bad economy, people will still spend money. During Black Friday, credit card debt went up 78%. So here's what I like. I'm not telling you to buy this, but I'm talking about protection. I'm talking about I see Costco is something I own. Exxon is something I own. Chevron I don't own. Visa I don't own, but with these companies, you are 100% betting on the consumer. Why? During recessions, people want to buy stuff in bulk. People want the most bang for their buck. So the most bang for their buck is what? Costco, wholesale packaging. Or Sam's, wholesale packaging. I like Costco's because they have better profit margins than Walmart. People need gas regardless. We see energy is running. And I'm going to just keep it real. Even though I love American Express, Visa is the plug. Visa has the market dominance when it comes to credit card usage. From debit cards to credit card, Visa is that person. I don't want to say that guy because I don't need nobody in the comments saying I'm not a guy, Trap. And I don't want I don't, I don't to get in all that. So it's that person, right? So... Betting on the consumer during a recession is a great thing. So here's some strategies I want you to look at. Here's an investment strategy. So one thing I like to do is I don't like to just give you stocks and all that. I like to give you strategy behind it. So here's the strategy behind it, right? Buying businesses with high profit margins. 
One of the things you can do is look at a business, compare it to its competitors. If the profit margins are higher, this is somewhere you want to look at because a higher profit margin to its competitors mean what? The company has a moat. Quote that. Avoid stocks with margin contractions, meaning if a company's margins are continuously shrinking, you want to step away. And you got to understand why those margins are shrinking. This is so key to you being a great investor. This is so key to you being a great investor. If you don't understand nothing else, understand profit margins and competitive advantages, and that will help you as an investor. If you don't understand nothing else, finances one-on-one. Profit margins and competitive advantages. What makes this company better than another company? If you can understand that alone, you'll be a great investor. You'll be a certified Wall Street traveler. Let's go, man. God damn, we cooking tonight, man. Check this out. Millionaire investors agree that stocks will suffer big losses in 2023. Now, we talked about this already, earnings recessions. So now we got to look at is this. We're not, we not so much as listening to what they're saying. Listen to this. This is important. The goal is not to listen to what they say. The goal is to see what they say and then pay attention to the market and see if what they're saying is matching what the market is doing. God. Hey, this game really simple, yeah. I'm going to tell y'all something, bro. Y'all really smarter than what you give yourself credit for. Y'all don't give yourself credit for being this smart. Because what happens is, life be lifing. You caught up with what life going on. And then, after life finished doing what it's doing, you need a reprieve. So you go home and you relax. And you don't feel like reading. And if you do pick up something to read, guess what you do? Go to sleep. Because you ain't trained yourself to read. But here's what I want you to do for moving forward. This is going to help you. Because I don't care who you is, money motivate everybody. Money just give you a little... Uh. Every time you read a book about, uh, read some information pertaining to investing, I want you to say this to yourself. I got to read this because this is going to make me some money. That's what I used to do. Man, I got to read it. This is going to get me out of the trap. Every time. Here's what I used to do. I used to read the books. I used to go to sleep with the book. <clears throat> Here's what I would do. I would wake up with the book on my chest and finish reading it. I trained myself to be a reader. I had to train my, I'm just like y'all, yo. I would read a book and six pages in, I'm asleep. Because what happens is, in life, when life be lifing, we be moving. We be moving. The minute we sit still, guess what happened? Your body go in sleep mode. Your body be tired. Your mind tired of thinking. Your mind tired of moving. So your mind is, your mind and your body sit down and it says, oh, it's sleep time. It's sleep time. You go to sleep. You got to train your mind. All right, go to sleep. When you wake up, the book right there, boom, I'm about to finish reading. And when you read, I need you to say this. This is going to make me some money. The next thing I want you to do while you're reading is this. I want you to get you a highlighter. When you read, you highlight. What that does is it activates another muscle in your brain. It's helping you engage with the book. I'm sure I'm now teaching you how to engage with the God. Damn. I'm now teaching you how to engage with the material. 